You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Hello. 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 Can we help you? Yes. Um, I'm here to buy no, some... No, wait. Hello? Is Tamara here? <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as spooky when you do it. <laughs> Thanks. That's the first time in a long time people haven't said I'm scary. So I'm good. We're good. All right. All Thank right. you all. I'll come again next week. Thank you. We'll be here same time, same place, same bot channel. All right. So um, what is our... We are... Um, uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. Rewind. Before right. the after the show discussion was not much other than me trying to figure out film settings for my camera. You were trying to figure out how to make a video clip slow motion without it being jerky. And that sounds like it would be an easy thing to find <laughs> to do, but it's actually a whole learning process. It is. Yes. So, yeah, we were doing that. And um, I was looking at wallpapers. That was it. <laughs> Yours so, was a little less productive than mine, but I'm not judging. Yes. Well, no, no I did also that. learn. I, I looked up what you were looking at and learned about you it. You did. You yeah. were the one that directed me. So that's good. You were part of the productive process. All right. So this is after the show. We are a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week. And this week on Saturday, June the 2nd, after the show number 533, we're looking at the movie The Strangers Pray at Night. It's a 2018 movie. Its release is on Blu-ray on June the 12th, so you can pick this up. Oh, we've got this quite early, Sid Talk. Yeah? Yeah, it's another couple of weeks, isn't it? June the 12th? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, you can't pick this up now, but you can go and uh, get a digital uh, version from Voodoo or wherever, but the Blu-ray actually comes out on the June the 12th. It's rated R, and it's from our friends at Universal, who sent us a copy for review, and if you want to win a copy of The Stranger's Prey at Night on Blu-ray, just go to ascully.com, click on the word contest, and you can win a copy. So let's get on with our review. So Sid Talk, The Stranger's Prey at Night. What's the synopsis? There's some strangers. Um, and they pray, pray at night? P-R-E-Y. Yes. Find the prey. Do you pray? You stalk the prey. You stalk the prey. So prey at night is like you are the prey at night. So there you go. That, that's it. Really that's not the strangers. That's the, um, that's the description of the title. <laughs> the title gives you the, the synopsis. All right. Some assholes want to hurt some people. It's nighttime. They don't know them. Therefore, they're strangers. All right. So let me uh, give you the, if you were not paying attention, the strangers prey at night is actually the second in the... The Strangers series of films. The first one was in 2008. And this podcast, me and you over there, (laughs) we actually reviewed this movie in one of our podcasts. Episode number 41, we reviewed The Strangers. So if you want to go back and listen to our review of the original... What did you find when you went back? I found that you said (laughs) your conclusion on the movie was that you would rather watch it a thousand times than watch that leprechaun bullshit. <laughs> that was your quote. I stick That'll by that. I stick by that. Yeah. So we must have been comparing it to leprechaun somehow during this discussion. I don't know. So, or maybe that was a horror movie you'd watched around there. So the original The Strangers, I actually quite liked it. Starred Liv Tyler. It was a really effective home invasion movie really it's not really like a horror movie more so that home invasion genre right which is a genre there's lots of them is it yeah it's just horror and violence but it was creepy Liv Tyler was really good in it and it had are you saying Liv Tyler was creepy or she was being creeped out by someone else she was not creepy she was the hero heroine the uh, creeps were the she creeps. She was the creepy, not the creeper. She was really good in it, and um, it was a very effective movie. It was spooky, not spooky, because it's legitimate. The, these um, 
people who are attacking in The Strangers. They're just people. They're not superheroes or... Yeah, I was thinking, like, do they sit down at a cafe without their stupid masks and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. There's a trailer park over there. I would there. say so. But but they don't. you can't imagine that because then they're not scary anymore. I mean, they're scary because they're just... People. Horrible. Like, they have no apparent yeah. motivation or anything. But if you take away the mask and you have them sit around saying, like, yeah, but if we do... If we go into that one trailer, and then we put the smiley face on the mailbox, that would be awesome. I mean, you know, like, what do they do? What's yeah, the... because... Fill like, in, the, the reason I'm filling in the story is because I'm not that interested in these movies. I like the kind of weirdness. You actually liked the first I one? I did. I like the weirdness and, like, the the fact that it could be real. Not that story. Obviously, it's not really based on a true story, as we've discovered, but... That there are people in this world who are born and live out their life and there is something missing in their brain or in their personality or in their way of looking at the world and life. No empathy, no compassion, or at least not for some people. And they're willing to do what we see. I mean, this may be extreme, but I don't know. I don't know every horrible crime that's ever happened in the world. We know there have been horrible crimes by people who clearly have something going on that isn't in sync with the rest of us. So that's why it's scary to me. I find them I find the strangers movies effective in the way that the purge is even though the purge is kind of a bit out there, it feels kind of like a real thing that could happen. The whole thing. There's nothing goofy about it. People well, It's goofy, but I mean, I, you know what I you're mean there's a concept, but then the way the people behave is Really, probably the way people would behave in a situation like that. Some. I mean, it's, a bit of it's just being dramatic because writers can kind of get carried away with themselves. But the reality of how people are under horrible situations, yeah, you, yeah it's not far-fetched to think some people would just be like, fuck it, we're just going to be like the crazy assholes who have no respect for life and it's going to be fun and that's it. I mean, it, uh, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So that was the original Strangers, what we were talking about there. And like I say, it's effective. It was made in 2008. It took a long time for a sequel to come around. Now let's talk about the sequel. So. First, the sequel's unnecessary because it should just be a standalone thing. So that's where I'm starting from. Well, I'm starting from, let's see what happens here with the sequel. Like, now it's not, it doesn't refer to the, like, the first movie in any way, right? So you wouldn't have had to see it. You don't need to have seen that movie. I feel like there must be hidden things, like the smiley face and then the... Her is saying... Ta- is Tamara she- here? Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, you could watch it standalone. There's no reason for you to have seen the original. It, it's not going to... In fact, this movie... Um, now, it's a weird one for me, this, right? Because I enjoyed it... But I also was looking at it and thinking, this movie uses every trick in the book that you can use in a horror movie. And none of it is um, original. Like, we've seen it all before, right? It's a slasher movie. Could be like Friday the 13th, could be, you know, all those different types of movies. But it's mashing them all together. It's using like a 80s soundtrack. It's got synth music. It's got all the things. It's got a neon lit pool it's got a trailer park. You know, it, it, the way it kills off some characters is kind of surprising, but not because you've seen other movies like this, right? Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a like you know, like a, like a dot by dot, like take all ideas from all horror movies that you like and put them all in that movie. And, but that's why you use them, right? Because they work. Yeah. But this doesn't really add anything new to the table or give you a surprise in any way, even though... I did like some of the scenes. It was all fairly... The first, like, 20 minutes of it, when we're getting introduced to the family, I thought there was some actually some bad acting in that part. A little those bit. Parts. Even from, pe- even from um, Christina Hendricks, who I really like. It just seemed kind of wooden, the dialogue. It didn't seem like how a family would interact. It seemed a bit movie family do you get what i'm saying and it was yeah totally stereotype this stereotype that you know um so there was that the setup i didn't particularly care about the family did you 100 percent understand why they'd gone to this trailer back i know it was something to do with the uncle but why 
Yeah, because they're on their way to take the girl to boarding school. And, that was it. Yeah. 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 And they were just staying all night there to finish the drive in the morning. I, I couldn't recall. So if you weren't even like getting <laughs> So if you were confused about that the whole time. No, I, I did know why. I just couldn't recall it then. But so, okay, so that's what it is. So that even that sounds like a cliche from another horror movie, right? Yeah, the mother and daughter have tension. The daughter is like a fuck up. She's a teenager having problems. We don't know what problems. Yeah. We don't know what she's done. So we don't know how severe it is. Um, my mind wandered a bit with that whole storyline because I'm like, hmm, is this, have we gone back in time and this daughter is going to be one of the strangers? I actually thought that myself. Or that was too clever have we though. gone way in the future and the mom used to be one of the strangers? Yeah. That's why she's so freaking out about this daughter. And I'm like, that would be an interesting, like... Again, not original, but at least it would be like, oh, oh, god, yeah, that's that. That's the person that she used to be, yeah. And now she's being hunted because it's prey at night by the people that she's left behind, you know. And, but again, you only fill in these details when you're not fully in the moment of the story. Now, I thought, um, well, there might be some spoilers here, so spoiler alert. Three, it's a two, horror one. movie. It's really hard to spoil a horror movie. Three, two, one, spoilers. There could be some spoilers. <laughs> um, so I thought the movie kind of, it got kind of more interesting towards the end, but also dumber. Like it started, <laughs> it started to get very dumb. There's lots of people being stabbed and uh, running around stabbed. Yeah. And there didn't seem to be a ton of blood coming out of them. Like, you know, how real stabbings kind of work. Well, it was dark. They when, kept it very dark, and the film was a bit... Um, yeah, but I'm more talking about, like, when you get stabbed, running and stuff, I don't think that works anymore. I think you kind of lie down, and that's it. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so, You've never been stabbed, a lot so we don't know. You might have you adrenaline rushing through. You have to, again, don't try too hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like it got dumber towards the end. But then, again, I thought... Because you're a man who loved... The guest. Yeah, and the, the guest. guest isn't exactly out of the realm of weirdness, too. I mean, we've got sprays of bullets coming down on this family place, and then he's getting in a maze at a high school, and the kid with the knife. And I mean, come on. And you love that movie. I mean, the guest is kind of like a superhero story, though. But, <laughs> but he's not. But like, done, done on the down low, you know? Only because you like it. Yeah. There's nothing special about him. Super. I just like liked, well, yeah, he was in a government experiment. Remember? Yeah, but he wasn't a superhero. He was like a, he'd been enhanced in some way. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That didn't I mean, it help. Had like a weird... That didn't help the weirdness of the movie. So that is an excellent movie, by the way. The guest. <laughs> now this movie tries to be like things like the guest and another movie that I love, which I would recommend, which I am recommending this week, called It Follows. But it tries to go with that, like, oh, we've got synth music, we've got eighties music. We've got neon lights. We, you know, we're trying. To, we're trying too hard a little bit. This one though, did you not feel like? Kind of. Like we're trying for that vibe. I, even our title sequence. I said, "Oh, that title card's trying to look like a '70s horror movie." Yeah. But it was like all kinds of like, oh, we're trying to look like a '70s horror movie. But here's some '80s music, and here's some neon stuff. It just all kind of felt like, oh, we just got to be cool. So these are our cool things. And when it comes down to when I said to you earlier, there was there is some good about this movie. I really like some things. One thing I really liked was that pool sequence. And it's not just because it's lit in my favorite neon colors. <laughs> I was going to say, for a person claiming that someone's trying too hard to right. emit some I mean, sort of vibe, you love neon photographs. I mean, it happens that that pool scene happens to be lit in my favorite way. But it wasn't that that I loved about it. There's a pool sequence with the main killer from this what's his name his name's uh, the man in the mask ooh inventive the man in the mask is chasing like our young hero and there's this whole sequence in the pool with this excellent sound design where they keep there's music playing it's Bonnie Tyler total eclipse of the heart I believe right mm -hmm. and you might think why is Bonnie Tyler well it's actually playing over the pool speakers with the neon lights, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. but then he's getting pushed under the water. And when he goes under the water, the music goes really muffled and it sounds like there's water in your ears and it keeps, and then he comes back up and the music's really loud. It was really awesome sound design. 
It was, it was really creepy, that particular scene. Yeah, and there's the noise of stabbing under the water, which is really harsh. Just that whole thing, It was. I thought that was really well done. I also thought the part where she, where the girl, the young girl, runs into that little tube and there's a bit of a jump scare. Remember that? She's in that little... Yep. There's a couple jump scares. With the car coming out, you know, yep. with the lights of the car. That was cool. Um, It's not like we haven't seen it before, though. Like, you know, and this movie does pull a couple of jump scares that actually got me. Oh, me too. I admit it. I don't sit there and roll my eyes except at myself for falling for it. The end sequence, um, the finale, as you would say, with the car that is on fire and everything. Truck. It's a pickup. Come on. Truck. Be respectful to the vehicle. (laughs) That seems silly to me. Like It It was a bit much. It was like um, Christine or something. Like the truck was alive. They were homaging things, weren't they? Left and center. I felt like they were. Um, But that was... You know, I'll tell you what, they were totally... The end, <laughs> that end shot where she's in the back of the truck and the, and the guy's coming. That's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end. Oh, is it? Yeah. The very end scene of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, literally where the credits roll. They, they were trying for that. But it didn't quite reach that. <laughs> but, you know... Don't say that good, that quality, because, come on. No, they were Texas just, Chainsaw Massacre is not high quality. They were probably just in love with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they were trying to call back to it but yeah this doesn't really fit with that but it's fun i would go i would say this it's really boring for like 30 minutes what's boring i didn't think any of it was boring i thought the begin. i thought the actual family like them actually building the family and like oh look we're going we're driving there's like some really boring shots at the beginning and it was actually irking me a little bit (laughs) there are some shots where and this director's it's his style, obviously, because it continued throughout the film. He's looking, and then he's panning, and then he's panning, and then he's panning, and then he's looking. <laughs> it's like, I'm looking at a road, pan, 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 house. And then looking at the house. And like it, it seems, it almost feels like it's making, trying to extend the film, um, like, unnecessarily. It, it, it's not... It's not telling you that much. And it does it quite a, quite a few times. I was like, wow, I don't really like that style. I I, I think he's trying to be like one of those old like um, 70s and 80s slasher films where they're actually kind of got this slow build to them. But this movie's really short. It's like uh, 85 minutes. Yeah, and- but that's good. I feel like that was one of the... And I'm not saying this to be cheeky. That's one of the best things is that it just gets... You found it boring, those parts, and stretched out. I actually didn't mind any of that. But the length was just right, because there is no objective to this movie, nor The Strangers. There is nothing other than... Scares. What if these assholes pick you, right? They've, they've honed in on you. Now what's going to happen? And who reacts different ways? Nobody reacts different ways. Everybody cries and begs for their life. And some people try to get tough. I mean, you know, when it comes down to it. But there's no objective to this movie. There's no message. Nope. Um, other than maybe humanity is just horrible. I don't know. I don't think that's their message, but it feels like it. That's why the timing, we don't want a long thing. Because it's not a story. No. It's a, it's a, you know, like a... Experience, and I hate that sounds really obnoxious, but but let me compare it to the first film again, and the first film where it had really when when you get to know the characters at the beginning, and it um, takes its time a little bit, and by the time the strangers come, it's very it's more suspenseful than this one is. This one is like. You already know the strangers are coming because they're right there on the cover of the Blu-ray. You've already bought it. You already know the strangers are coming. This family are going to a place, and it's quite clear that's where the strangers are coming, right? There isn't any tension there. I didn't yeah. find anything. like. That's probably why we both wondered, is the girl going to be it? Is the mom it? Like, you're trying to find yeah. a story hidden in here. Yeah. In fact, I turned to you and said, spoilers. I really like Christina Hendricks as an actress. And I thought she would be the one alive at the end. Big spoiler. She, yeah. So when she actually got offed, I was like, oh. But I was thinking about that. I was literally thinking about it. I was going, okay, 
out of these four heroes that we've got here, which is the one who lives? <laughs> because probably only one lives. That's how these movies work often. Yeah, but not always, because they're strangers. But not, but not always, but you, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that consciously, so that means I was wondering a bit, right? Absolutely. I'm, I had time to think about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And then it shocked me a couple of times, but not in any, you know, not in a, it's not doing anything clever. There's nothing clever. Like, that's the problem for me. But as far as a straight-up slasher movie goes, I think it does what it's set out to do. Do you think? I mean, you've seen a lot of slasher movies. Is this in with them? Um, what makes a good slasher movie? For me, yeah, it's going to be different than some people. Some people like what I just said, that it has nothing. No, nothing. No objective at all. Just the frights and the scares and the creepiness. For me... And I'm trying to think back in the whole catalog of all. I mean, I'm a you've big seen a lot of them. Pit. Yeah, we all have. Um, and zombie horror is my favorite, if you call that horror. You know what I mean? Because there's something behind it. I want a story. So to me, this needs more story, and I and I wouldn't mind it. Now the first one though, because I didn't know anything going on. I feel like the couple was having troubles, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little bit of story for them. There was definitely a, a good build-up, and you knew who Liv Tyler and her husband was right. by the time. But because we didn't know the the flow of this storyteller, quote-unquote, it worked better, right? Because I didn't know, and then you're left to, like, what are these people? Who are these people? Well, we don't know. They're just these horrible humans. They do this thing, and then they move on the end. Right. So that's satisfying in a way. Now you've introduced me to Strangers 2. You can't do that again. No. Because now I'm looking for, I'm waiting for you to explain something to me. Anything. Even the tiniest. It gives you nothing, right? Yeah, no it gives me nothing. nothing. I need no. a little bit of something. And that's where it failed. So I'm split. If you're showing me a movie that has a weird thing to begin with, like Blair Witch Project, for example. It's got a lot of, it's got a big hook. It's got an interesting look that we all, you know, had not seen before, to my knowledge. There might have been some, but I had not ever seen the handheld thing before. Um, So I was engrossed in it the whole movie. Then you show me other Blair Blair Witch movies or other movies trying to emulate that sort of vibe. And no, 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 no. That's not good enough anymore. So it's a tough one. This one, I would like some more story. But as far as the vibe and the look and the effects and the stunts I thought all that was fine yeah they did I mean to make like a if you if this this movie like I say it's full of the old you know 80s music and the kind of long camera shots and stuff so it's obviously trying to be like something else but that doesn't make it good <laughs> but as far as like a, a slasher movie goes that you, if you come to a slasher movie to sit like a Friday the 13th for instance you come to watch a bunch of kids get killed in inventive ways. You know, um, this, I don't think it has inventive killing, this movie. It doesn't, like, it It has people being stabbed, right? Correct. There's nothing really exciting or... A guy with an axe just doesn't do it for me anymore. No, it's a guy with an axe who will swing his axe and it's some girls with knives who will stab you. And there's no, there's nothing inventive. Like, I mean, Friday the 13th kind of went... I mean, it went really silly with its inventiveness, but there were things where you were like, oh my God, I'll never forget, you know, stabbing them (laughs) through the bunk beds or, you know, there's different things in that movie where you're like, oh, I've never seen that before. But here you've seen somebody be stabbed. You've seen somebody with a mask with a, um, yeah. In the strangers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They already told us this part of the story. Now I just need more like zombie movies. I'll go back to that. I like the idea of the undead of humans being animated by some weird biological thing and having the urge to eat flesh that I don't know why. And it's like a doom and gloom scenario. World's going to end. However, if I, I've seen enough of them now. I need somebody. I need different inventive reasons for it. I need some different solutions for it. I need the people in it to have an interesting way to work around it or fix it. I don't know. Just having a zombie movie that's horrible and creepy and scary. 
Which can work as isn't, well. It could. It could if it was the first zombie movie I ever saw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there are movies that, like, that make the... Like, we've seen a bunch of zombie movies, and then we saw 28, day, lay, 28 Days Later by Danny Boyle, and True. we were like, holy crap, what an awesome zombie movie. It actually adds something to the whole genre. Like. And then we saw Shaun of the Dead, which again, which you're like, again, oh, shit. adds something. <laughs> so, it layers something other... on top where you're like, wow, I didn't think of comedy during a zombie movie, but it works. Even though some of those 70s. Right. I'm just yawning. Ugh. You're not boring me or anything. I'm just yelling. But this movie, The Strangers Pray at Night, it doesn't add anything to this genre at all. Like, if you even take any of these, it's it takes everything from this genre, like masked people, axes and knives, stalking people in the night. It takes everything from all the others, but doesn't add anything of its own. I don't think it adds anything of its own. I would have liked to see just anything, just some small flashback to how these three people decided to do this. Just anything, like, you know? There's nothing. I know they want to keep it mysterious, maybe? Yeah. And I don't really want them to make the third movie and it be, like, the origin story of these three people, because I don't think that would be that interesting. But maybe a small flashback to, who actually are these three? Like, why are these three together? What's their deal? Are they are they Well, a there's family? an origin story for you. Yeah, but only small. Not a whole movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, if we had just one line of dialogue or the mother just looked in the mirror and said to herself, like, you know, they've come for me or something, anything, and just leave it at that, you'd be like, oh, a little more, a little bit more. But And let's also tell you, on the front cover, very prominently, this movie says, The Strangers Pray at Night Based on True Events. <laughs> now let me uh, I looked into this humans exist in the world that's the true event this well, is based well, well, on I looked into this right this is not directed by the original director of The Strangers but it is the script was is wrote by that guy and that guy The Strangers when it came out it also said based on true events and the true events are when that when the director was a child he noticed weird people in his neighborhood. I'm not talking about people with masks on. I'm talking about just people mulling around in his neighborhood. And then he eventually found out there were people who didn't have anywhere to live and were looking for empty homes to get into. And that's what it's based on. That's the true events. The true events are him thinking that. <laughs> so this movie is based on true events, based on true events of that movie that are not really that true events, right? So it's very, like... It's just a scam. Yeah, it's, it is a scam. It's a, a con. Scam. It's a con tool. There's nothing... There's nothing really... It's an idea based on an idea that is a true idea. So, yeah, don't get fooled by that part. So, um, before we get on to the cast, um, I would say it's a, it's a genre horror slasher movie... If you're a fan of these movies, you've seen lots of these movies that are better than this one, but it is another one of them. So if you like this... <laughs> That's about as non-descriptive as you could possibly... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you like this type of if thing... If you like them, there are some, and if you don't, this is one, so... There are yeah. so many better <laughs> examples, though, aren't there, to, to actually recommend this one. There's so many better examples of this kind of movie, like including all of the Friday the 13th movies. They're not better. They're not all the better. The Halloween movies. They're not all better. They're not all better, but are they better than this? Not all, no. I mean, there are some hokey ones. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. But that original Friday the 13th movie, I'll, I'll narrow it it's down. It's not high quality. It's really good, though. I mean, it is, like, spooky. But it was only good because you were a kid, and we've never, we'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. So you have to factor that in. That doesn't make the quality higher. It makes the experience different. I would go for Halloween as well as a good example of a really mm, awesome The original horror. Halloween, I watch it every year. Yep. And... Good. It is good. It's just that it's... Oh, I guess it was part of the invention... Pro, it was the part of the origin story of the tropes that yep. we now see in horror stories. Yeah. So, but now when you watch it again, you're like, yeah, of course... Uh, don't go in the laundry room by yourself. Of course, don't babysit the children on a night when somebody's out. You know, like, uh, don't open the closet door, all that shit. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to say that in this movie, um, they go out to, you know, it's like this trailer park in the wilderness. And I said to you, 
oh, how are they going to explain that they can't phone the cops? Because <laughs> why don't you just phone the cops? There's some weirdos here. But they walked into the trailer and all their cell phones were broken on the table by these weirdos. So that's better. But again, better. it was somebody in a room trying to write the story and going, oh, well, well we're going to get this I to actually work. thought that in my head. I thought, hmm, somebody in this team is going, hey, we always try and explain it away by saying there's no cell phone signal. How do we do it different? But these people were kind of idiots, the strangers, because <laughs> they didn't take the batteries out of the broken phones. I know, phones. that's all you had to do. Or also, just take the phones. Are you just trying to be dramatic <laughs> by cracking the screen and laying it on the table? Well, their idea is... I mean, I don't want to be that person who sits and nitpicks, but I had so many urges during this movie to go, are you kidding me? Well, and I want to say... Even though I enjoyed it. All this sounds like we didn't enjoy it. Well, I, I actually had a, a good time. I want to say the strangers, they're all about being dramatic, so that is actually fits completely. They're all about being dramatic. They That's wear true. masks. They want you to be absolutely terrified of what a horror movie has drummed into you. Like a man with a mask and an axe, you know, people with knives, and they're drama queens, basically. <laughs> That's <is> true. Big <laughs> so, babies. Well, they're not scary at all now. Yeah, so that did fit for me. Oh, yeah, they're not very creative. They seem to have lots of logistics worked out, though, because they've, you know, they've they picked a place, and they know there aren't many people, and they know how to like hoard, um, direct you to a particular, like open a door on one of the many trailers, so you'll go in there. Yeah, we need to see like that. Like maybe the next movie is like the behind the scenes. Like you see it from their point of view. That would actually be more interesting. And you see what's how they. Oh, I know what it needs to be. They're just a bunch of film students, and they just want to see what it's like to film people getting murdered. To make a real snuff movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Again, unfortunately, that's also been. I would actually watch the next movie if it was from their point of view, with actual some explanation about them and why they're getting the kicks this way. I thought you said you didn't want an origin story. Not an origin story. Actually, you know, the next part, but from their point of view. Like, the next people they go and terrorize. Or, or are they mm. all dead? Did they die in this movie? Or are they supernatural now? And there's a there's a huge absence of law enforcement or news a, a, footage a of any kind. Up. A cop turned up, and I'm saying, <laughs> um, they're never even in the strangers. There's nothing. There's no like. And again, it's a trope. It's a boring little thing to throw in there that you have the TV on for two seconds. Somebody picks up the remote control, and in that two seconds, you see a news story saying mysterious murders happening. Yep. Um, people in masks spotted. Whatever. Again, I, I'm not advocating using those kinds of things. However, there's an absence of this; these things happening in the world. It's right. as if the world has disappeared. Like this is zombie Armageddon, and these people, or like the like the um, the purge. Yeah, everybody's tucked away somewhere else, and this can just happen. Like there's no kept, uh, uh, there's no world intervention. I kept getting the vibe of the purge quite a bit, just the way the film was made. Like even, even though it, you know, like like if you um if you would have said, well, these three, it's the purge night at the beginning. You go every year they, we have a purge night, and then you just saw this movie. You'd be like, oh, well, these are just three purges, right? Doing yeah, it's like it's an offshoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if they would have changed the title, I don't think you would have questioned that these were purges just doing the thing, being assholes. So let's move on to the cast. Christina Hendricks plays Cindy. Thank you. Hey, Cindy. She played you. <laughs> there's you a think? lot of Cindys in the world, even fictional. What do you, you think know what? There, if you notice, there's not a lot of fictional Cindys anymore. There was Cindy Brady I don't in this really. one. Yeah. And Cindy, as in C-I-N-D-Y, not Cynthia, plain old Cindy. The There was the doll, Cindy. That's not, that's not a character. C-I-N-D-Y. <laughs> she had a cartoon series. I never saw that. So uh, what do you think of Christina Hendricks as Cindy? Um, she was fine. I kind of liked the mom vibe that she had, because when he describes her later and says he did something, and she says to him, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> like, she was just that severe kind of mom. Yeah. And I got that vibe from her. So I felt like that was fine. It was a bit dry at times, yes, but they all were. And I think that was the idea. They wanted neutral because as soon as the shit hits the fan, we want your, then your reactions are going to be in contrast to this sort of like 
family trauma. We're taking the kid off. They've got lots of fighting in the family. You know, everybody's all under tension. So I felt like it was okay, but it still stood out a little bit. And that goes for everybody. So before you ask me, each individual person, they all did the exact same thing. I really like Christina Hendricks, but this was like nothing for her. Like, she didn't have... There was no... She couldn't be a great actor in this or anything. It was just like, hello, I'm I'm the mom. I'm going to have a conversation. See that... You know when I said about that shot that I hate where it just pulls in, like, for a long time? You know when she's talking to her daughter sat on the car smoking? Yeah. It just pulling in. It's really far away. It's pulling in. It's pulling in. It's a really... I'm not into the conversation. It feels really forced. Even between... Even Christina Hendricks, who can act, it just felt forced. So, uh, Bailey Madison <clears throat> plays Kin- Kinsey. I don't actually know who she is, but they kind of styled her like she was... Um, in the 90s? <laughs> like she was Jessica Jones' little sister yeah. or something. Yeah. It, it's just like, it was. It felt like forced. She's wearing the Ramones t-shirt and she's got an attitude and she's got a little leather bracelet on. It just felt very... That, I agree. Movie. Like, here's our teenager from a movie. Let's draw a... Let's, um, you know, on the wall in the production office, let's draw the concept art for her. And <laughs> that's what she looks like. So that's how I kept feeling that all the time. Like the, that girl's not into the Ramones. She's not, it doesn't feel right or something. Um, I can't say she did a bad job though. She did some horrific scenes and. Yeah. I mean, there are moments when it's a little bit stagey. When she's kind of like, when she's actually, spoilers, been stabbed and she's kind of whining a bit. It I like just, how you give spoilers like a half a second before you. Yeah, well, we said it earlier, didn't we? We did. It's just funny. So, um, yeah, she's she was when she was supposed to be in pain and she was yelping and screaming. It felt a bit much. <laughs> I don't know what you'd be. Yeah, like the director's like, "What would it feel like if you got stabbed in the leg? Go." Yeah, <laughs> like that. Martin Henderson plays Mike, who you were convinced was. I thought I thought he was a Baldwin brother. He wasn't. He wasn't. No. He just seemed like one. I don't know the shape of his head. You know, if you have that, <laughs> if, you, if your head's that shape, I automatically think you're a Baldwin. I actually quite like that guy, but he doesn't do a lot in this movie. Yeah, no, he doesn't. No, um, it's always the same. They go a little bit too much, or yeah. they're too understated. And then the son is played by Lewis Pullman, and again, I don't know this actor. He plays Luke. Um, but again, it's very generic uh, kid in a horror movie running away from things often, right? Uh, yeah. So then we've got our, this is weird. Weird. Because we've got our um, protagonists here. We've got Pinup Girl, Dollface, and Man in the Mask, who you'll remember from the first movie if you saw it. And they're played by Emma Bellamy, Damien Maffey, and Leah Ensign. And it doesn't really matter who plays them. Nah. Right? Not you see the me. faces occasionally, and you see them talk occasionally, but it doesn't... Yeah, that one thing where she's like, why are you doing this? And then she says what she says, which I'm not going to say. It was, that was really boring. Yeah. Like, I get it. You're trying to point out the the motivation is not. cocked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like one of those moments where... And I could barely understand her, so whoever d- was directing her didn't... They just... Let her be crappy. Yeah, so, like, yeah, the masked antagonists, so who plays them is kind of... Well, her fate, her mask came off. It does come off a brief moment, and she says, like you say, a couple of lines, and that's it. So, you don't remember... I barely remember her face, (laughs) to be honest. So, I remember the doll face and the pinup girl face. But um, a, a thing that did surprise me about this movie is that these three baddies don't all come out of this. And I thought that they were just going to be invincible forever. You know? Would that be boring? It would. And it would also stick true to, like, these kind of horror movies. But they're actually... You can beat them. Which I was surprised at and quite liked that you can beat them. Because usually these movies, you can't beat the baddies and you're all going to get hacked up and dead. Maybe one of you will survive. So, uh, yeah, there was that. This is directed by Johan Roberts, and he directed 47 Meters Down, which I haven't seen, 
but it's a shark movie. And I've heard it's a very average shark movie. And that's it. So You mean the shark is average or the movie is the average? The movie is an average shark movie. You know, just one of those shark movies. There's a lot of shark movies, like there is a lot of slasher movies, right? So The Shallows to you is a good shark movie. The Shallows was actually a very above average shark movie to me. Above average or good? Good. Jaws is the benchmark for a shark movie. The best. <laughs> you can just tell how old you are. Because like, if you measure everything by Halloween and, uh, and I I Friday seen... the 13th and Jaws and, and the is, Exorcist. Let's go down the Exorcist, uh, George Romero zombie movies. If all those are your benchmarks, that just tells you how impressionable you were. But I haven't when seen... You watched them. I'm, I'm still saying, I've seen lots of shark movies in my life and there still isn't one that beats Jaws. Yeah, but you were impressionable. Even now. You were impressionable. You bring that with you as an experience. Yes, some movies, when you watch them again, you're like, oh, that's not as good as I thought it was. Jaws does hold up. Yeah, I agree absolutely with you. holds up. <laughs> but if you showed it to somebody now... holds up. Who's 40, who's never seen it, or 50, which we're, I'm 50, um, which would be unusual. But to show them it now, would it have the same impact on them? Probably not. If they've never seen it. No, they probably, they probably would say, oh no, The Shallows is much better. Because that'd be the one that they saw. The 50 year old? I don't know. Hmm? The 50 year old? That's who I'm talking about. A 50 year old who's never seen Jaws. Oh, never seen, yeah. Oh, never seen a shark movie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go there. I still think you'd be impressed by Jaws. Because <laughs> it's really well made. I mean. Is really, it though? We know how crappy it was when they we made it. We know how crappy it was, but you can watch it even now in high definition when we got it again on, on Blu-ray and it's, it still holds up. It still looks good. Is this a Jaws review? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Again, we're distracted because no, of we're not. the it, movie it, at hand. This does tie in with this. What I'm saying is this guy has made an average shark movie and now he's made an average slasher movie. So next... He needs to make a romantic comedy. <laughs> With people in masks. And a shark. A shark falls in love with some slashers. There you go. So there are extras on this Blu-ray. Uh, you get an alternate ending. What do you think of the alternate ending? Did it make it a better ending? No. Did you think the actual ending? I hated it. Hated the ending. That was stupid. It's a... And I, I rarely say that. It's just... Really lame. It doesn't lame, do anything. Doesn't lame anything ass up. ending. Absolutely lame. And it's not an ending. It is just a a drift off to end the movie. It's not an ending. It just ends the thing. And it's not even the end of a story. You could it's say. not a cliffhanger. No. Nope. It's not anything. It's just boring. I'll be right out there with it. That part, I was like, well, I've gone through this. I'm trying to keep a balance. On me enjoying this experience, even though it's not great. Oh, and now that's what you do to me at the end. Ugh. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a average ending. No, it's not average. It's way below average. I mean, what I mean is it does nothing to... It doesn't It's reveal, nothing. It doesn't reveal anything, and it doesn't set up anything else. Absolutely. It's and I, I kind of hate movies that set up a sequel or another ver- another movie. But I think this movie actually Except needed at least Except if it's Marvel, that. then you love them all. But I think this movie needed at least that to make that ending interesting, because that ending was not interesting. Even yeah. the, the new version of the ending, the deleted version, that was actually worse. Yeah. <laughs> so they did pick the right one, at least. There's a prep for night music video, director's cut. There's a look inside The Stranger's Prey at night. It's really EPK, electronic press kit style. They're just talking over the trailer, really. Like, there's a clips from the movie, and there's them talking. There's the family fights back, and there's the music of Strangers Pray at Night. That's the extras. So, um, conclusions on the extras. Not, on the extras? Not on the extras. Conclusions on the movie. Um, because it's short, and because I'd seen the first one, and I get it, it's kind of a fun, rainy afternoon thing. However, it makes me want to then put in a horror movie of a higher It makes caliber. me want to put in one that I really like, which I'm going to recommend this week. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, The Strangers Pray at Night, I, um, I really, really like the original one a lot better than this one. It's one of those where the original and the sequel is not as good and also slightly unnecessary. Slightly. 
but I, if I had to, the part that I did like was the pool scene. <laughs> I really yeah, liked it. that was actually visually <laughs> interesting and like, you know, and sound. We're movie was- people, so we see lots of fictional ways people are murdered or die. And I'm not saying that's a good thing to have in your head in your life, but we're grownups. We understand it's fiction. It's not really happening. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. However, when you do see someone performing their a death of their character, and it's not just your standard, oh, oh, you know, or like oh, yeah. falling off a building or something, I'm more interested because I'm like, ooh, that looked terrifying and he did it well the lighting was good it all of that made me want to like save him you know what i mean yeah and as soon as the bonnie tyler music came on (laughs) and the lights came on around the pool that whole scene was almost like it was from a different movie and somebody else made that bit it didn't yeah it did actually it was actually better than the rest of the movie so and i was like oh here we go it's gonna get really good now and it kind of it got exciting at least there was some action after that part but that that pool scene, I really liked. I can't help it. I really liked it. But it just kind of, the music and the actual way it was made made it interesting. So, yeah, that's our... Um, if you want to win a copy of this movie, by the way, did I mention? You can win a copy on Blu-ray, The Strangers Pray at Night. Just go to acecully.com, click on Contest, and win a copy. You can also win a copy of uh, the new Pacific Rim movie. Um, so go and win. Win! So uh, thanks to Universal for providing the prizes and providing us for a copy for review. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Jason Bateman's new movie, Game Night. We'll look at that next week. So, Sid Talk, what are your recommendations? My recommendations? What are your recommendations? All right, I'll do mine then. They're first on the list. We're going by your little template. (laughs) All right, mine are the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Directed by Toby Hooper. Not the remakes. The original. It's a very effective movie still. Is it? Yeah, it absolutely is. I've got the Blu-ray of it. You can watch it and still be freaked out by it. It's a freaky film. It's got that... I don't know. It's such a low-budget film, but it is scary. So I give you the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A classic, I think, in amongst horror movies. And my other one is a newer film, and this film tried to be like it in ways, like with its synth music and its old music, and its cool, too cool for school vibe, what it was trying to go for. But It Follows, I think, does that really well. It's the, a neon synth it music. Follows? Yeah. It Follows is a neon synth music. It didn't have neon imagery. It had some neon imagery in that pool. There's a pool scene with some neon, Im- neon imagery. Also, yeah, it did. It also had lots of synth music, and it was trying to be... Are you talking about, like, the ending sequence? Was that It Follows? Yeah. And it's trying to be retro, but not, you know, at the same time. Did It Follows end up in that abandoned pool? Yes, it did. Okay. I thought that was a different movie. Okay. So, um, yeah, It Follows. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a cool movie. It's really cool. It's got a really cool concept that you've, I think, we've reviewed it. You can go back and have a look. But um, that concept is something you've never heard of before. <laughs> no. It, it's actually interesting, right? No. So what are yours? Mine are eh, not, not necessarily unpredictable. Blair Witch Project, not because it's good, because if you haven't seen it, and you don't have a shitty attitude about like, oh, it's, everything's lame. Like, we, I can pick things apart and criticize things. But when I did watch The Blair Witch Project, I was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that. It's unlike watching it for the first time and not having experienced anything like it. It is a different kind of movie-watching experience, which is what I think The Strangers was attempting to do without all the backstory and all that stuff, even though I wish now if they're going to go forward they would add it in there. But Blair Witch Project, just because of that. If you haven't seen it and you haven't, somebody hasn't poisoned the well there in your mind. And the other one is Dead Calm. And the reason is, I don't even know why it came to my mind. Um, well, I don't really know if it's a great movie. good movie, yeah. I don't know if it's good. It's got Nicole Kidman, um, Jurassic Park guy, and the guy from Titanic, uh, Zane. Sam Neill. 
Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, and then Billy Zane. Billy Zane. There we go. <laughs> I just name them by their movies: <laughs> Titanic, Jurassic Park, um, and uh, say Far and Away. We're gonna give her that movie. Most people will be like, "What's that one?" Um, but in the description, because this movie was The Strangers, and they are just effed up with really no explanation. Here's a description from IMDb of Dead Calm. After a tragedy, John Ingram and his wife Ray are spending time isolated at sea when they come across a stranger who has abandoned a sinking ship. A stranger. And he has a similar vibe. I'll just give it that. As these other wackos. <laughs> but no mask. And no mask. Just that face of his. That could be a mask. I don't know. But it is creepy. It has a similar vibe, strangely enough, as um, Event Horizon, which is totally opposite. It's not on the ocean. It's out in the sea. Out in the out in near space. a black hole in space. Um, similar kind of weirdness about chaos and people going crazy and... So that's it. Dead calm. All right. So games and any scully stuff. We've actually, I've been playing a game. You've been watching it. And it's a game called Detroit Become Human by Quantic Dream. They're the people who made Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls. We're playing the latest installment. I think we're about two thirds of the way through. We'll probably play some more today, maybe. Well, um, how are you feeling about Detroit Become Human? I love it. You like, are you a (laughs) fan of this guy's games? I mean, I, haven't, I didn't watch Heavy Rain. Did not. Um, I know you loved it. It made you happy. Therefore, I have to like it by default. But <laughs> this one is, it's just like watching a movie to me. You occasionally ask me what choice you should make. But yes. I'm just like, I don't know, just pick one. Or, you know, because I'm just watching. And Yeah, it's, it's a choices game. Yeah, and, you know, we're, again, we're going into a story that isn't fully original. It's about androids who have been created to look like humans and do all of humans' shit work. And then the androids have, as in the show, humans and other android AI-based stories yeah. in the in the 20th and 21st century. Um, their AI is now becoming self-aware and aware of how they're being treated. And do they exist as an entity of their you know sentient being and all that stuff. So that's the story, um, at least so far. So that's nothing new. However, the way it plays out and you're crisscrossing with these three different stories of the different stages each of them is coming through to go from being like the worker bee, basically, to now having their minds... Deviant. Yeah, they're deviants because they're not behaving the way they're supposed to, but they're actually becoming more human. Become human. See what I did there? Yep. Um... So I just really enjoy it, and I'm I'm in I'm in I'm I'm I feel for each of them, the characters, um, they flesh out the characters, even the little the jerk son who you know the Leo guy who's a drug addict and comes into his dad's mansion all pissed off, and you know they do it in a way it's not you might flip out about the graphics, and yes it's They're phenomenal, but. It's also still very video gamey at times. Yeah, it is, but it's... Yeah, it hasn't smoothed out all of it. It's like you get these little pockets of like, whoa, that looks really awesome or really real. And then you're right back to the weird, like, character's arm and shoulder and elbow kind of fold into itself. And then they're like jerky around and then that kind of... It's not that bad, though. I didn't say it was that bad. I'm saying No, I mean, it's not something that... It stands out to me every time. Right. So... But it's, it's got some. Of, it's got some of the best like facial animation and like motion capture I've seen. Yes, definitely so far. The motion capture, yeah, really good. And we talk, there's some famous actors in there, that, you know, like there was in his last one, Clancy Brown. Clancy, he's a classic. Um, Lance Henriksen. I'm neutral on Lance, even though I love. Again, he was his own AI um, or android back in the day in Alien. He was Bishop. But I think he's one of those people that I say is overrated. Okay, everybody, don't throw rocks at me, but come on. And we got the guy from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know his name, but it definitely looks like him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, they did a really good job of capturing the people. The, the the voice acting and the facial and the motion capture is all, I think it's all top-notch, that stuff. 
But you're right. When it get all David Cage's games, when you get into the part where you're just walking around, you've got like free will to walk. Around. The the walking animation isn't necessarily as good. No, it's like they're on a track. They go square yeah, and then they turn square. Track. Yeah. But when they're actually in a cutscene, moving around and talking, sometimes you're like, "Wow, that's actually looks like real people moving about." So, I think he's getting really close to he his dream. David Cage is the video games and movies are almost the same thing like you can and you're watching you don't play video games so you're watching this as a movie really correct and i'm playing it right but occasionally you get to be the chooser so there it is something that you if you are a video gamer and you do have a wife or somebody else in the house who never plays video games they might be interested in this because it is a story if you're playing it and they're watching they're watching a story being told and yeah. they're actually invested in you are invested right you want Kara you know you like there's certain people you like certain people you don't right I'm actually really into the which story do you like the best out of the three mm, I don't have a preference I, I'm into each time each one of them starts I'm in it I'm in their story pretty yeah because the three stories that the I mean the characters are one's like a Kara she's called she's a household robot she cleans the house she you know and Another guy, what's he called? Connor? Yeah. He's the detective guy. They've made robot detectives. Yeah, and he's all the same model. So it's like yeah. a Ford car. So if you if you crash your Ford Fiesta, you can go get another Ford Fiesta and another Ford Fiesta. And if you've saved anything to that Ford Fiesta's memory, you know, whatever settings yeah. in your little computer, they just transfer the old one into that one. And that's how Connor is. But as... As all as we're learning, he's got AI and he's learning and he's adding to his experience also. So and and the, the you know the thing is all the real cops are like pissed off about these android cops that are being introduced. Oh, humans are terrible to the androids. Terrible, yeah, terrible. So there's not that whole thing like oh well there's android cops so soon we're all going to lose our jobs and you actually see people on the street who say like there's homeless people and stuff who lost my job to an android you know like. So there's all that going on as well. It takes place in Detroit, which is an industrial hub of America. So I guess that's why they chose that. Um, I really like it. I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know where it's going. Do you? No. Like, I don't really know how it's going to be wrapped up, but it's interesting to see three stories taking place. I feel like place. we're going to find out. We found out now a little bit, but only because we watched the little prequel video, which you wouldn't have seen if you didn't. Watch oh yeah, that, true. Yeah, that in the manufacturing process, because everyone actually is surprised that these androids are kind of going, becoming human, right? But if you watch that, and now with Kara's story, you kind of figured out, oh, so yeah. there might have been something going on long before, and everybody kept it hush hush because if we ruin this, we're gonna lose a lot of money. So if you get this game and you don't normally look in like the extras menu, if you go in the extras menu and then choose videos. There's a video in there called Kara, and it is actually the beginning of this game. It makes, it actually, yeah, like you say, it makes everything make a lot more sense. Like, it, some motivations are actually explained by yeah. this. So, yeah, I think you should see that. I don't know, should you wait till you've played the game to see that, or should you watch it first? Well, I've just told them, so it doesn't matter. You didn't tell them everything about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like a short film. It's probably about five minutes long, but it actually explains what's going on. A little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been playing that, and we'll play some more. Um, and I've also been playing The Crew 2 beta. I am not watching The Crew 2. I couldn't care less about racing games. And The Crew 2 um, ends, the beta ends on Monday. It was uh, Thursday to Monday, so by the time this is out there, it'll have ended. But it's the closed beta, and um, I was a big fan of the crew, the original one. It's the one where you race all the way across America, and there's no loading screens. So, you know, it's a giant map. Giant. You go through different states, you, you know, you can go all through all the states. Now, what they've added in the crew, too, is it's almost the same game from me playing the beta. But what they've added, what makes it very different, is you cannot just use cars. Now they've got planes and boats. So... You can be driving along in a car, click a button, and turn into a plane and just fly. So That seems very realistic. <laughs> it's not very realistic, but it makes it a lot more fun. 
because I was doing some of the photograph missions. They've got these new missions called photo missions. And one of them was like fly over, you know, the president's heads in the rocks. What do you call that? Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. So it was like get in a plane, fly over Mount Mush fly over Mount Rushmore and take a really good photo of it. So I had to like go three or four times over to get the best you gotta get it perfectly in shot and then you get like a green line around it, and then when you take the photo you get points. But there's tons of those photo missions like you know like find a bear in, in the wild. And you know, you've got the whole of America, so then you gotta go, hmm, where would a bear be in America? You know, like so the it's like this whole photography thing that's in there. And the the actual camera interface is really detailed. You can do the bokeh and all that kind of stuff. So that's aside from all the racing. So if you're not just into racing, you can do these missions. You can find these like these boxes hidden all over the states. You've got to find. Um, the only problem is this beta, they kind of like capped it off. So... After about two or three races, you can't earn any more XP or points. It just stops the bar and it says, like, buy the full game when it comes out. Because now you've had a taste of it. You can play the beta as long as you want. You can drive all over the map. It's just after a few real events, you uh, can't do real events anymore. You can just drive around. So I think it looks good, but it hasn't convinced me to buy it. Sometimes, you know what? These betas kind of put me off a game. It's like, well... I've played this game now for three or four hours. I kind of can see what it is. Is it really worth buying? You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I think these betas can ruin their sales. Would you Would you agree? Mm, I like, mean... Like if I give you like cities, like a, a crippled version of City Skylines. Yeah, but I'm you, the bad customer because I'm not interested in that bullshit anyway. I'm either going to buy it or I'm not. I'm not going to test it. Right. For video games. Yeah, well this... You know, I'm really, I was really hyped for the crew, but now after playing like maybe five or six hours of it in this beta, I'm more of it in the mind of like, oh yeah, when it's 20 bucks at some point, pick it up then, don't buy it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's a, but it is cool. And if you like the first one, there's definitely stuff in here to like. So Sid Talk, what is for dinner today? Jimmy John's. <laughs> Jimmy John's. We're not even going to wrestle around this one. I'm really not in the mood to cook or i don't know why but nothing sounds particularly delicious although i do have oh, okay i might be changing my mind oh. right live <laughs> i do have mashed potatoes and oh. we have some of those chicken corn we don't we're vegetarian so there's corn corn q-u-o-r-n brand of what is mushroom protein mushroom based protein and vegetable protein little nuggets it sounds really appealing. But is, your mount, is your mind changed? <laughs> yeah, it might have. Because <laughs> I can put that together in probably the amount of time it would take me to drive to Jimmy oh, John's. Don't. But we'll see. I don't Either know. sounds good. I don't think I have another vegetable to go with it. But we'll follow. All right. So um, and what is your advice before we leave? Uh, stop trying to just feel good and happy all the time. That's not. People might think that doesn't sound like great advice. But when people deny like a comment because they don't like it and then they want to tell you that you're just being negative and you need to be positive because it doesn't make them feel good fuck off i'd rather make you feel bad <laughs> and then a little while later you think about it and you decide oh i don't want to feel bad anymore and then some you've grown or something's changed or you've gone through it and you've then moved on to feel better and then you feel good and then something happens you process it it can make you feel like shit but don't run away from it. Don't pretend like it's not there. Don't tell other people who aren't like all rainbows and glitter coming out of their assholes that they're negative. I sound really negative right now, but I'm not. Because I believe in all the highs and all the lows. Without all of that, then there's nothing. You are as neutral as a fucking piece of gray cardboard. Like, what's the point of life? If you try really hard to just never, ever, 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 ever experience an emotion, that isn't just, ha everything's fine. <laughs> because you know it isn't. And I hate that shit. So I'm going to say, just stop trying to feel good and happy every minute. Let the bad happen. And then the good, I promise you, is better. All right. Thank you.
Well said. Thank well you. Spoken. Thank you. Everybody claps. I hear applause in the background. That applause. Was a, cheers. I <laughs> was an optimal tip. <laughs> so uh, if you want to catch us, you can go to our website, aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. If you go to aschoolie.com, you can win this movie. If you go to uh, Twitter and Facebook, you can also win this movie. Dang. And if you go to uh, our podcast now, is on uh, the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store. If you've got an Amazon device, say your trigger word, you know, beginning with A, and say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast on TuneIn, and it will play the latest episode. We're also on, um, if you use Plex, they have a new podcasting feature. You can add us in there. We are on the Plex system. And if you can't find us in the Plex uh, database there, you can actually just go to our website and add us through it using the RSS feed. Can also email, you can also catch us on YouTube. You can email feedback to aschoolie at Do not email Sid Talk. Never. And yeah. finally, <laughs> um, stay classy. Christina Hendricks, my favorite thing about this movie, but didn't have much to do. Oh, and I'm going to say think for yourself or someone will do it for you. Oh.